Welcome to Thinking Like a Lawyer, with your hosts, Ellie Mistal and Joe Patrice, talking about legal news and pop culture, all while thinking like a lawyer, here on Legal Talk Network. Hello, welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. I'm with Ellie Mistal. I'm so sick of being a fucking Democrat. Okay, cool. Anyway, so moving to the next... Oh, do you, were you going to talk more about that? I, I was, just... I don't understand how I've been a part... I've been a member, right? I've, since 18 years old, I've been an official member of the party. I voted for Democrats in every single election, state, local, and federal of my life. I voted for a Democrat when the Democrat running was the guy who my father was fucking instead of my mother. And she was Democrat and I voted for her, all right? Because that's how I roll. Mm -hmm. But the spinelessness of this party, the the President of the United States has committed obstruction of justice along with other crimes. We refuse to impeach him. That's the correct. That is, that is the right move. The Secretary of the Treasury ha refuses the law, refuses to release Donald Trump's taxes. We refuse to impeach him. We refuse right. to hold him in contempt. Other Trump administration officials refuse to answer duly um, authorized subpoenas from Congress. We refuse to do anything to them. We right. refuse to do anything. Yeah, because the Democrats are trying to win and not lose. No, so, they're not. No, no, abs absolutely no, they are. Here's here's the whole problem. And I, I wrote something about this the other day. It is absolutely right for 2020 candidates to talk as much as possible about how they believe he should be impeached because it is a very valuable thing. It is a valuable fundraising tool and whipping up the base tool. It is not a particularly good idea for someone to actually initiate, the Democrats to actually initiate impeachment hearings for the same reason is it is the political strategy equivalent of the underpants gnomes from South Park. Step one, impeach. Step two, question mark, but that question mark means an acquittal. Step three, profit. There is no end game to any of this, and no, like, there, that's no, the there thing. is an end game. Yes, no, and, and that end game, putting Republicans on the record that they voted to acquit Donald Trump is an end game. Right, it, it is not. There is no, there's nothing gained by doing that. There's the people who, who are you going to put on the record that's going to impact their livelihood? When, they already have said that they won't, will vote this way, so there's nothing to be gained. What there is, however, to be gained is not getting an acquittal. Because you and I as lawyers understand that maybe an acquittal, especially in that sort of context, doesn't mean anything. What you give Donald Trump in six weeks, if you impeached him today, is the ability to spend the next 18 months walking around saying they had a trial and I was acquitted, which puts you on the defensive. The alternative, no, oh, absolutely it does, because somebody got acquitted. The alternative is to do what is actually happening, which is talk about it and complain about it constantly. Keep investigating, keep asking for things, keep doing things, and make it be a story the whole time. You know, in some ways, the Jim Comey, uh, everybody concentrates on the, I have said, been on the record, misinterpretation of what he did at the very end of the election. But it was related to what people under-remember, which is Hillary was, was really having a hard time in that election, was getting hammered on emails and servers and all that sort of stuff, and how the FBI's looking into it, and they're going to find something. That was a story that was dogging her until the summer when Jim Comey came out and said, certain things were done, they're not criminal, it's over. At which point, she saw huge daylight happen. Because once somebody says something like that, that's when the daylight happens. Her 
ultimately, when Comey wrote the letter at the end of the end, which I think was blown out of proportion, that's what brought her back to where she would have been the entire time. I do if not you think allow that Mitch an- McConnell has anywhere near the credibility of Jim Comey. Joe, can I just ask you a simple question? Because yeah. you've dodged it the entire time. Sure. Do you think Donald Trump committed a crime? I think, yeah, it seems it seems from that report that he committed obstruction of justice, sure. If the president committed a crime, what is the mechanism for holding him accountable in the Constitution? There's two things at play here. Yes, it would be impeachment. I would prefer he be out of office, not that he you uh, give him a weapon to stay in office. So you are you you are on team sealed indictment? To no, be, no, I'm on because I'm, Mueller wouldn't do that either. No, no, absolutely no. So how? So was your plan? What is your plan to win for an election? Donald Trump accountable. Winning an election. Winning an election, an election doesn't hold him accountable for the crimes he's committed. Sure. He just gets away with it. Sure, but if you don't do this, he wins, and then he gets another four years to get away with what he did. So how about instead? I think what's happening here is, for the first time in a long time, Democrats seem way more strategically brilliant than they have been in years, and your you're going the wrong way on them. Uh, because what is true is the more these candidates talk about it and complain that nothing's happening, the more energy, fundraising, and so on they do. It's a smart play on their part. But yes, this is this is the happy Gilmore ending. You're coming in like uh, Julie Bowen's character saying, we'll get the rules changed to deal with all this. And I'm much like happy, like going, no, I'm going to go ahead and beat him right now. And that's that's the decision why you don't do something like that that jeopardizes and puts out there in the world an acquittal, which will be interpreted and analyzed to death as though a reason he's okay. You sound like Shooter McGavin. No, it's happy, but yes. You sound like Shooter McGavin. I think the Democrats have missed the memo that their base wants them to hold Donald Trump accountable. Right. But that's speaking true. Of that's calls. true. And that's why they're getting fundraising out of this. That's why it's brilliant on that part. And it's a brilliance that goes away the second you actually do something. It's a shro- <laughs> it's the it is the, the Schrodinger's cat argument that I've it is ever the heard. Schrodinger's cat. Well, and I mean it's we saw it happen in the last election. Anyway, but yes, it's your your attempt it was not in vain. I did hear that it was a, a, like a missed call, which brings us to the real question here, which is, are you missing calls? Are you spread too thin? Interruptions kill your productivity, but clients demand a quick response. The U.S.-based professional receptionists at Smith AI help law firms screen new clients and schedule appointments by phone and website chat. Plus, Smith AI integrates with your software, including Clio and LawPay. Plans start at just $60 per month. Get a free trial at smith.ai. So... Back to the same topic we were on last week. We're going to go through some more of these decisions that you all have sent us about figuring out where you should go to law school. So, Just to, just for the uninitiated, this is the time when law students are making their decisions as to where to go to law school. A lot of students are out there um, who have um, a multitude of options, um, some of them a multitude of great options, some a multitude of, I should take the LSAT again, options, but still. Yeah. All right. We're here to help. Let's start with the New York area, and we'll move around. New York area, Cardozo, fifteen getting $15,000 per year. St. John's, full scholarship. Brooklyn, getting $30,000 per year. Rutgers, getting $25,000. Hmm. Um, free is good. Oh, wait. Sorry, sorry. I also I missed one because it's not highlighted the same way. And also, Fordham, no package given yet, but expect to get some kind of package. Yeah, now Fordham is the best ranked. That's school what I was gonna say on the list, but at no money compared to every everybody else, I don't think it's 
I don't even think it's in the running. I think Fordham and Cardozo probably out of that, even though Cardozo is the least amount of money. But yeah, I, I feel like if it's Fordham, you make it work, especially if you're expecting to get something. If it's full sticker price, then I think you reconsider. But if so, you're saying so you're saying if it's anything, if, let's say they give the person as much at Fordham as they got at Cardozo. You're, you're, you're saying go for Fordham? Then I think I go Fordham. Now, I think you take the money. I think you take either the free from St. John's or 30000 at Brooklyn is, is significant. That's Brooklyn, not bad. That's a good uh, point. Bro- Brooklyn's a bit expensive as these things go, so I don't know that um, what your leftover 30000 I don't know how much that leaves over. And in year. fairness, Rutgers is probably but functionally free after at the 25. Fr- I mean, if you're special, is, are they in state or not? Well, that's the thing. Right. As you and I both know, New Jersey's rules are pretty lax. I think after a semester, you get to be in state. Yeah. So that package actually may be pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I think that's where I would go. I think I, I think I'd be choosing between St. John's, Brooklyn, and Rutgers. And depending on the in-stateness, and it, that makes Rutgers. If you can get yourself to the point where, as a two L, Rutgers is functionally free, I probably go Rutgers. I think Cardo's. And again, this is the. Look, I understand U.S. News. I understand the bang for your buck that you, you know, Fordham is a name school um, on U.S. News. I, I think sticker price or with just a little bit of money, I don't think that the bang justifies carrying that kind of debt. Yeah. So we're a little bit of a disagreement there. I think this is probably slightly more Fordham, assuming you get something. Uh, but that's a very tough one. Uh, that's probably not the most satisfying answer in the world. But you've got some good options, and it's a tough one. All right, let's go national. Columbia, full price. Berkeley, also full price, but believe there could be some small package coming with that. Georgetown with a $45,000 scholarship per year, or UCLA with a $35,000 scholarship per year. Well, first, got to ask where you want to live. I mean, you've obviously yeah. got East Coast or West Coast in there. You've got New York or D.C. You've got L.A., if you have a strong preference to live in one of those places, you go to the place where you want to live and you figure out the rest. Um, so that's number one. Assuming you don't have a strong preference of where to live. And by the way, how do you get through your life without having a strong preference of whether or whether or not you want to live in New York, D.C. or L.A.? I mean, or San Francisco. I mean, come on. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that. But But anyway, assuming that you either don't have a strong preference or you're willing to take a chance in a new city – Columbia is one of the only schools that can justify full price. However, with a good option like Berkeley, with a good if you get money from Berkeley, with a good option like uh, Georgetown where you're getting a lot of money, and which with a good option like UCLA where you're getting a lot of money, I think that if you go to Columbia at full price, then you have to be the kind of person who's like, I want big law. I want big law. I want the white shoe firm. I want the Manhattan. I want the Wall Street office. I want all that lifestyle. At which point, Columbia, even at full price, puts you in the best position to have that lifestyle. If you want anything else, and if you want to have the option of maybe doing anything else at any point, go to Georgetown or UCLA. Yeah, I feel out of this, Georgetown is slightly the best option, like a, a slight favorite. But yeah, obviously these are all great schools are all good places to end up assuming Berkeley gives you something in why that realm. assuming with the money basically being even why Georgetown over UCLA without knowing where this person wants to live uh I feel Georgetown offers a little bit more relocation potential like I, if you have a Georgetown law degree you can work in DC or New York 
or probably Boston. You have options there. Frankly, all of these schools are good enough. Like, if you're a superstar from any of these schools, you can kind of go wherever you want to go. But I feel like Georgetown offers a bit more flexibility among major legal markets. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I I get that. I feel like UCLA is suffers a little bit from East Coast bias, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like we are on the East Coast. You know, the the legal uh, industry is fundamentally centered on the East Coast. Not that they don't have lawyers in Los Angeles. We all know that. So I do feel like it suffers a little bit from there. I feel like, you know, UCLA has a lot of portability if you want to work in Los Angeles or San Francisco or San Diego or Reno, probably. I don't know why you would want to work in Reno, but like, I'm sure you could with a UCLA degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Like I said, I as between UCLA and Georgetown, you have to make a call on where you want to live. Yeah. As between UCLA and Georgetown versus Columbia or Berkeley to a lesser extent, I think you have to make a decision about where you want to work. And if you want to work in a certain kind of firm, and that's just what you want for your life, Columbia puts you in the best position. Right. Do a certain kind of firm if you're interested in clerking and all that sort of thing. Then Columbia, if you think doing those things is worth the debt setback that you're going to go through, then you can do that. The debt setback isn't as great if you're if all you want in life is to make $190,000 a year when you graduate from law school. Like right. If that's all you want, then... Columbia, the debt setback, I mean, it's still going to be a lot of debt, but like, it'll be fine. Right. But I would say you'd still make that money if you went to Georgetown and you'd be considerably less in debt, if that's all you wanted. Indeed. If you also wanted clerkships in that or that, frankly, not that you can't get those from Georgetown, obviously, or but Berkeley. Columbia helps a lot. Anyway, so congratulations. You have a lot of good options. I'm leaning of this toward Georgetown, depending on what your interests With are. those options, what do we think his LSAT or her LSAT score was? I mean, that's going to be... Yeah, I don't know. 174. I, Must I, be pretty good. I'm going to peg it at 174. All right. Um, Over under 174. Okay. Michigan versus Virginia, both full price. Just a smooth decision making on which is better. Ugh. Once again, those are wildly different climates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really care about that. I, and both of them have the capacity to move into major markets from there, so I'm not really concerned about that. I'm, I'm going to say Virginia. I do too. Mainly because Virginia has a really strong track record um, when it comes to clerkships. Right. Um, not that Michigan, not that you can't get a clerkship going to Michigan. I think, uh, what's the Republican that they were going to do before they did the attempted, alleged attempted rapist? Oh, um, Kethledge. Okay. Kethledge uh, uh, was a was a Michigan guy. Um, so it's not like you can't. It's not like you can't get a clerkship and become a judge if you go to Michigan. Michigan is a great school, but UVA does, I think, somewhat consistently from our numbers, just place better. Just have a little extra oomph if you're going down that road. If you're not going down that road, you're just gunning the regular kind of big law job or or, or whatever road. They're both they're both basically the same. UVA with a little bit more access to DC, Michigan with a little bit more access to Chicago. So again, various, you know, significantly different places that should motivate your decision. But just on a raw, like, mm, what school's better? I'm going to give Virginia just a slight edge. Yeah. And a clerkship is one of the goals. I was teasing back that information. And I think you hit it perfectly by just saying if that they have a slightly better record there. So there you go. All right, uh, here's a lot. This is kind of an entertainment-focused person. Uh, Miami, full price, but that's that. Syracuse, $23,000 scholarship. 
Santa Clara $10,000 scholarship and Southwestern with an $80,000 scholarship. Obviously, Southwestern has the rep for entertainment law. I would say, and this goes back to old podcasts we've done, don't chase specialties in law schools. One, you don't necessarily know if your time in law school will change your idea of what a good specialty is. But even if you do, entertainment law jobs don't go to people who express an interest in entertainment law. They go to people who are really good contract lawyers who then apply for entertainment jobs. Go be the best lawyer possible. And this is advice we got from an entertainment lawyer who was a guest on this show in the early days. Go build a great transactional lawyer record and then try to get into entertainment. And for that, of this, I think it's between Miami and Syracuse then. 100% cosign on what you said. And with entertainment law specifically, it's one of the dumber specialties to chase. Yes, because your views might change. Yes, because the jobs in entertainment law do not. It's not like college where like, I majored in archaeology and now I'm getting an archaeology PhD. That's not how it works, right? Entertainment law is the dumbest thing to like, as a zero L, specialize in because in addition to the, you actually need to build a pr practice as a transaction attorney, the other way where pe way people get entertainment jobs, entertainment law jobs, is by knowing people in the entertainment industry. Right, you gotta know your potential clients. You gotta be in Hollywood. You gotta work for Netflix. You gotta know that guy who knows that guy. You gotta be the cousin of the showrunner of the show. If you are that, then it kind of doesn't matter where you go to law school. And if you're not that, wherever you go to law school is unlikely to help you very much, unless while you're in law school, you are building those contacts. Which is how I come back to Miami, even though it's at full yeah. price. Because of the yep. options that you have, Miami is a city where people in the entertainment industry are around. And if you network your ass off while you're in law school, you know, Miami can you, – you, you can find some people who know some people who know some people in Miami – much more so than you can in Syracuse, New York, right? right? So that would be your argument for Miami. But because we're saying going to law school specifically for a specialty practice, and especially this specialty practice, is kind of dumb. What was it, yeah. $23,000 in Syracuse? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the $23,000 scholarship. Yeah, yeah just at scholarships. You don't even, I mean, just take the money. Take the mm. money. Go to Syracuse. Take the money. All right. So... Local to New York again, Brooklyn versus New York law, $27,000 scholarship to Brooklyn, $40,000 to New York. I'll be honest, I view that as pretty close to the difference between going to Brooklyn and New York. Like, neither is particularly great, but you can get, but they're fine and you can get money for them. And I kind of view Brooklyn as about $13,000 better than New York, so... I don't know. I think Brooklyn, but even though it's not, it's going against the money, but I do think, yeah. Uh, when you're looking at schools like that, I think it becomes even more important to decrease your costs as much as possible. You don't know what, where you're going to end up in, in your class. You don't know what kind of job opportunities you get. You're going to want the maximum flexibility with those job opportunities, and more money directly equals more flexibility when you graduate. So mm -hmm. just on a straight dollar per dollar basis, I would say and uh NYLS. Yeah. It is close though. I mean that's yeah that's like close. That was the thing. I was like if I like I think about it from an econ perspective, like you price out the differences and I was like, God, they are 
really about that much different was my whole my whole thing. But that's the thing. I don't think that while I agree with you about that analysis, does Brooklyn really guarantee you a better job than NYLS does? And the answer is yeah. kind of obviously not, right? So fair. what does guarantee you more options is owing less money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to throw this one in because we already kind of talked about it, but uh, one quick other one on here is Fordham versus Cardozo. Fordham, $25,000 a year scholarship. Cardozo, 42000 a year scholarship. Yeah, I go the other, and this is where I go the other way, right? Like, so this is where I go back to Fordham. Fordham, okay. Fordham has enough of a cachet, right? It's, it's yeah. Fordham with money versus Cardozo with a little bit more money. Um, again, assuming that you're going to, that you're trying to work for a law firm, Fordham is probably more helpful. If you just want to be a solo practitioner, again, take the money and go to Cardozo, but assuming you want to like a work for people, um, Fordham probably there. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is an interesting one. Person culturally likes, uh, it has ties in Wisconsin, likes Wisconsin, but does not necessarily know if they want to be there forever. Deciding between Wisconsin, full ride, Wake Forest at $6,000 a year. Not $6,000 scholarship, they would be all in paying $6,000 a year. So this is fun, right? Yeah. Do you use law school as your chance to see the world and... Try out new places and, <laughs> and meet new people. And, you know, now normally I say no. Law school is a professional school, right? It's like it's more mm. like plumbing school than college. If you want to see the world, you should have taken your study abroad year in Paris when you were a sophomore. Now it's time to ser- to get serious about what you're going to do for your for your life. And going to a law school just because it's in a new place um, sounds dumb to me, right? There are other things that you need to accomplish in law school besides like seeing the sites. And so for me, I would kind of I would stay with what I knew and I would stay where I was comfortable. I would stay where I was kind of most able to focus on my studies. Ironic as this person notes they do not like the cold. So even though they have these connections there and have social connections, they don't like the cold. You generally make law school decisions in this forum based solely on whether or not a place is cold. So I find this interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a bit it's a bit against type for me. Yeah. But is it? Because I went to the same law school that I went to co- that I went to college at. I suppose that's true. Um, mainly out of comfortability, even though that was my chance to get out of the freezing ass, cold ass, racist ass Northeast yeah. and go to Berkeley. I decided not to. I decided not to go to Berkeley. I decided to stay where I was comfortable and focus on my studies. So that's probably a little bit of where I'm coming up with the Wisconsin thing. That's fair. On the other hand, six thousand dollars is not a lot of money. To yeah, go to you'd law be school. you'd be eighteen grand in the hole with a law degree, right? Like, like that's, that's not bad. If you've been, to, if you've spent enough time to Wisconsin to know that it maybe not be for you, is it really going to get better in three years? And like? let's and let's be fair. Charlotte is becoming a real legal market. You know, especially all the for, banks are all there. All the banks are there. Wow, I think I just argued myself into yeah. Like <laughs> now, here, want me to complicate this a little bit more? Here's one. So Wisconsin, you know what happens in Wisconsin though? What cheese? No, no, no. Like an, an important fact about Wisconsin. If you get your degree from Wisconsin, you're in. You don't oh, have that's to take right. the There's bar. No bar. So There's you, no bar. So you save yourself all of the bar stuff by just being a lawyer. That's right. Now, that means you kind of are going in that you want to stay in Wisconsin. But, you know, if that's a place you might want to. It's really weird because the key line from the email 
is not sure he wants to live in Wisconsin for yes. his whole life, right? No. Because like if you were sure you didn't, then by all means, brother, get out. <laughs> yeah. But if you maybe could, then Wisconsin is the best place for you to be. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, that's- that is a tough one. I I think I'm leaning towards Wake just from the job market aspect of it, but uh like you could be in in Wisconsin, you might have to. I think you may have to still take at least the multi-state part of the bar to go to Chicago market, but obviously that's a good market. Ah, but it is still cold, and if like you don't like that, then uh, Charlotte may be the climb for you. I don't know. Free? I mean, eighteen thousand dollars is not a lot, but it's still you know, yeah. Free. I know. Wisconsin's free. Ah, yeah. I probably gun to head stay in Wisconsin. All right, there I, we go. I'm, I'm boring. All right. Uh, let's stay in the South. Alabama for five thousand a year, Georgia for six thousand a year, Virginia, Vanderbilt, and Texas are all waitlisted. So the question's also kind of a: Do I hang on or do I jump at these deals? Georgia and Alabama are fine, and and, and what was Va- Vanderbilt and Texas? Yeah, and Virginia. UVA. Yeah, okay. Like, those are great schools. Uh, like, if you really do feel like there's an opportunity to get into any of those three, I think you might want to wait out and at least hear that offer. If there's any way to hold Alabama and Georgia open at these rates for a bit, do so. Like, take as much time as you can to see if you get off this wait list. I disagree insofar as I don't think that's true for Vanderbilt and Texas. I don't think Vanderbilt and Texas are so much better than Alabama or Georgia that you delay and and then maybe you get in off the wait list, and, but it's for full price. And then you go to Texas for full price as opposed to Alabama with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, Texas has been in the top 14 yeah, in our lives. It's, you know? it's, it's not a slam against Texas. It's more of like understanding the delta between Texas and Georgia and Alabama, which Georgia especially, I mean, they kick shit in terms of placing people in Atlanta in high-paying legal jobs. So, like, Georgia's a really good option. I don't know that the delta, Georgia with money versus Texas at full price, on the off the wait list, whatever, I don't know that that bang is worth it. UVA, as yeah. we just kind of discussed, that's actually probably worth it, right? So, like, if you're, if you're getting into UVA, you're putting yourself fundamentally – out of a regional type of law school and into a national type of law school. And that that is actually something worth waiting for. The UVA degree is the kind of degree that's going to help you really no matter where you are in the country and no matter what you want to do with it down the road in a way that the Georgia degree is not or the Alabama degree is not or, quite frankly, the Vanderbilt degree is not. And the, Oh, I, I don't know about and that. And the Texas is going to be great if you want to stay in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, no, I I think all three of those latter two are uh, of the waitlist ones are, have national co- ability. Obviously, you have to be towards the upper end of the class, but I, I view those schools as having portability. Anyway, I say you're fine no matter what. I'd hold out as long as possible. There's no reason to jump at this. Like as much time as they're willing to give you, take it. Uh, if you are up against a wall, don't worry. It's okay to go to any of those. Schools. As between Georgia and Alabama, you're yeah, Georgia. That's what I mean. Uh, hmm. I'm Georgia, as between those two. Go dogs. It's real close. I think it's prob it's probably Alabama, but it's real close. So anyway. But it, it's real close and the Well, dip- that wasn't gonna help you. And the difference is Alabama's one thousand dollars a year cheaper. So that's and that's about the difference I think of between them is about a three thousand dollar difference. 
Alabama has historically been well regarded in the Southeast legal markets, but, you know, Florida and Georgia, frankly, have both made charges recently, so maybe. I yeah, know. I would say if he, were, if he got in Florida, I would say go to Florida over. Well, right. I think that's probably the right answer, but anyway. Cool. Well, we've done eight of these, so I think we've got a, a good little show here. Uh, so... Thanks, everybody, for listening. You should be subscribed to the show, of course. You should be giving it reviews, not just the stars. Write something. That way people know that you love it. Uh, If you have an Amazon Alexa, talk constantly about how much you love thinking like a lawyer because they're recording everything. Uh, You should should be reading above the (laughs) law. We're all going to die. Yeah, reading above the law, following us on Twitter. I'm at Joseph Patrice. He's at L-E-N-Y-C. We thank Smith.ai for everything. You should check them out. And with all of oh uh listen to the other shows on the LTN network of shows also listen to the Jabot, which is our podcast that uh sometime guest Catherine Bino does here and with all that I think we're done it goes so fast when we're just telling people what to do with their lives I know right all right cool bye all if you'd like more information about what you've heard today please visit legaltalknetwork.com You can also find us at AboveTheLaw.com, ATLRedline.com, iTunes, RSS, Twitter, and Facebook. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.